Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 46, February 11th, 2023. So glad you could make it. My intention has been to write, um, to begin to write my own story, um, attempt at it, couched in a land of of magic and glory at at least to start. I suppose there'd be three acts to this tale. The first being in the land that I would call Pristinum. I'd flirted with the land of Eden. In fact, that's still in the title on my Google Doc, Daniel and Eve in Eden. But I think Eden carries too much with it because I don't mean to invoke any notion of original sin, and I I don't think it's really like a corporate-type paradise. I'm not really an original sin guy, or at least not as far as it's been translated. In many ways, I believe that each person has his or own Eden experience that, you know, at the beginning of life, there was a place, a time, an existence of pleasure and delight, a time when when pain was folded in and not seen as an enemy necessarily. It's the first time I've said that out loud, so I guess I'll have to do some more pondering on that. Regardless, it was a place that was pristine the land of Pristinum. And in Pristinum, the fluffy piles in mine, the fluffy piles of sawdust that are remnants of love and service and joy were were morphed in the blink of an eye into drifts of snow that led to pathways of celebration. There was a garden that was tended with care where the life that burst forth from those seeds became the audience for our epic battles of play in our very own Build of dreams. People drifted in, people of all different backgrounds and colors, black, white, red, green. They drifted in on the wind to share this, to share in this bountiful existence. Sandy suntans and crawdads, the orange skewer in a fondue pot, music like wind chimes or angelic trumpets or like the soft mutter of rolling dice. Music that sent out its notes into the air and allowed us to ride along, hands and feet hanging freely. But as in the original story, there comes a time when the knowledge of good and evil takes that magic and casts it away, where the fantastic existence of bush forts and weapons, named weapons of a child used to protect this glorious realm, those names hidden now, perhaps hidden in Pristinum to be discovered again someday, or perhaps being used in the multiverse that is each individual's Pristinum even now. Yeah, I like that. The shadows come at different times in different places for each of us, but but they do come. For me, there was a passageway through the bush forts of, of the realm that led towards that distortion the release of the shadows, the illusion that begins to delude you 
into thinking that the shadows possess a distinct existence and hearing their voices grow ever louder until it becomes your own voice. This is as far as I can get in the story so far. I intended to write it and share it as the complete podcast, but I've been working on it for about a month, and this is where I get stuck. In the realm of shadow, I guess, maybe act two. Because I would like to name the shadows, I think, maybe even wrestle with them some. But to invite them ultimately in for tea. And in that embrace, I believe, lies the pathway. Not a pathway back, but the pathway forward. Forward to life. To the third life. So a couple of things that I have been working on in my practice that uh, I've been engaged in for a few weeks or a few lifetimes. But with the assistance of my counselor, I've been working on practicing noticing. Noticing my, my body and the emotions and thoughts, but in particular, my body, my physical body, what is the tightness in my jaw trying to communicate or the stiffness in my neck or the clenched gut, you know, or the tensed legs and the tapping foot. And I, I'm, I've been dealing with that and practicing with that kind of stuff on my own, in fact, even right after uh, one of the sessions I was out in my car and I don't think um, I know that these other two people that were across the street didn't see me. They didn't know that I was watching and they were uh, clearly doing some type of TikTok dance recording themselves. And I, I did, I, I judged them. I I judged them hard and sneered I don't know you know was it a look of derision I I don't know um it's a lot of things wrapped up because I teach high school and I know that I know a lot of the distractions I understand a lot of the pressures I understand I don't know I don't think I understand TikTok I don't mean that maybe that's where it's at I don't understand it um it's allure and so I did, though. I noticed the, the look that I had on my face, how my face was, was crinkled in a certain way, and how the, 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 the tightness, you know, a little bit in my chest, the tightness of judgment. And in noticing that, I was able to let it go right away. I don't mean to suggest that there isn't right and wrong, that there aren't degrees of goodness. I believe that there are. I think that would be easily demonstrated. But taking stock, noticing, practicing and noticing what, how my body reacts in certain ways has been really, really good for me. And one of the things that I've noticed, and, and, and you know, perhaps one of the things about the land of Pristinum, one of the things that I've realized that when I think about that paradise, when I think about Eden type places, that what I am 
longing for or what I realized about that place, perhaps in what I might call the first life, would be that it was a place of safety, a place of security. And that's something that I don't feel that I have, I guess, at least a lot of times. I'll go down to the river and sit on my rock, either to the right or to the left. And especially when I go down river and climb out uh, onto the rock there and sit basically in the rapids, I can't hear much. And so if I close my eyes, if I'm, if I'm doing some breathing exercises or just, I love to close my eyes for a minute or 10. I don't know. I don't count. And then when I open my eyes up again, there I am sitting essentially in the middle of the river. It's just, it's just majestic. It's beautiful. It, it, it fills me with, I don't, I can't, with indescribable feels. Um, but I do always struggle to keep my eyes closed for an extended period of time without having to open them and look behind me just to see if somebody's coming. It makes sense in the spring, you know, or in the summer, because definitely there could be some snakes out there. There have been snakes out there before. And so, you know. But I have this. I have this need to check. I have this need to check behind me because I don't feel completely safe. I have a, a fear of. Or an unwillingness to as I recognize these emotions and, you know, it's not so, it, 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 it's, it's not just as easy to recognize the emotions that you feel to, to recognize the body um, response and then to communicate those through other people because other people are doing it too. It's something really fantastic to watch with Sheldon Cooper on the big bang theory and how, you know, he evolves through that, through the show. We're just telling someone else what you think. If I were to <clears throat> offer you up something that causes me negative emotions, then there's this whole web, this whole complexity. And for me, it's really not even that as much as I don't want the reciprocity. I don't want you to reciprocate. I don't want you to tell me the negative things that you feel when I do something or say something. That's not fair. That's not right. I'm just saying there's a fear of of safety there because perhaps in the past I have put myself out in that way and was you know stomped on in some cases to the point of not even wanting to like share the book like to keep the book that I'm reading Dr. Tara Brock um it's called Radical Acceptance and like just keeping that to myself because I've I've labored through these things I've 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 trudged through this life and the the difficulties and the shadows I've done this by myself for a long time. And part of that is I want to maybe protect that. I'm not sure, maybe it's the ring. But there's this this fear of of not feeling safe, of of insecurity for sure. To the point where if I think I see someone that I don't want to see at the river, I have the flood. You know, I have the flood of whatever neurotransmitters and chemicals those are. And I'm practicing what does that mean? What does my body want to tell me, you know, about that? What have I locked in? And 
here I am, man. This is DT Madness at his most vulnerable. I just want you so badly. I want you to think that I'm a good person. I don't even know how to get to the point. Uh, uh, there are many times where I don't think that even about myself. I feel the goodness sometimes. But it's a constant battle to push us, push aside the shadows to wade through them. And I want you to think that I'm a good person and, and in that regard in so many ways for... Four decades I've been a performer. I'm a good performer. I'm really good at it. I should win an Oscar. Because I do have plenty of shadows. Maybe in the coming weeks, uh, conversations with those shadows will be in order. But I'm, you know, I'm impetuous and impulsive and, um, Sharp with barbs too easily, not as badly as I used to be. I have this shadow that I call edge walker that likes to push everything to the limit. And then if I feel like I've gone too far, the shadow of shame and, and guilt and unworthiness. And I have a shadow of rage. I have a shadow of irreverence. I would argue that my irreverence is to the profane representation of what uh, is displayed as the church today, not irreverence towards the one, towards the one. In that regard, I've got a pretty good shadow of rationalization, so you can take that for what it's worth. But shame and guilt and, and, and fear, insecurity, those are, those are major players. But I'm, I'm working on recognizing that I'm more than that. I'm more than just these performances. I'm more than this, the, the scholar. You know, I'm more than good test scores. I'm more than good grades, whatever. I am a really good leader, but I'm more than that. It is not the definition of me. It may be a part of it. But what I've recognized is that the, the way forward through this second act in the drama, perhaps, is uh, to, to, to change tactics. Because my tactics have been to wade through these shadows, to try to push them aside, to try to leave them behind in my wake. And sometimes I think at least I am successful in that. But after all, that isn't that isn't the way the way is to open my arms wide and to welcome those shadows in because they are a part of me they are me and instead as um, Siddhartha Gautama would do the the Buddha would welcome in these shadows not as enemies but as guests Offer them hospitality. Offer them a cup of tea. And so that's where I'm headed. And perhaps that is where 
I will be able to finish writing the story or at least get it going up to this current moment. Because in the end, it's okay to be, it's okay to be me. And that is, shadows included, that is remembering that it is not two, it is one. And it's okay for me to let you be you. So much of my struggle, much of my struggle comes from my desire to protect, my desire to my desire to not want you to feel disappointed, to not want you to feel sadness, to not want you to feel pain. But those are real things. Those are real things not to be avoided, to be embraced. It is not fair for me or for you to put those barriers of protection and to to try to save you from those disappointments and then and then allow my body to feel what I would project to be that disappointment in you or that sadness, that pain, that death. There's a shadow for you. So yeah, it's okay for you to be you, all of you. And I hope that uh, I hope that this first part of the podcast made a little bit of sense. We will lighten it up a little bit, but a little bit of shadow boxing to begin. All right, like I said, we'll come to halftime here. Um, no $7 million commercials in this halftime. But um, I did want to share a couple of things that that I don't think are real. Um, I'm, I've just got about four or five of them. And uh, I'll just share with you some things that I don't think are real. And and one of them is, is dry shampoo. What is that? It's not real. The heat index, the heat index is not real. If it feels like it's 98, it's 98. Now, the wind chill factor is real. The heat index, not real. I don't think the equator is real. I think it was just something that was put there to divide us. I don't think unforced errors are real. It's a stat kept in tennis, but... The errors are forced. <laughs> you you made me run and hit that shot. Or even if it's just me serving it into the net, it's because I know I've got to hit it in a way so that you don't hit it back. Unforced errors aren't real. Silent H's, those aren't real. There's no herbs. There are herbs. There's not an historic event. It's a historic event. The silent H's, they aren't real. And I will say this. One of the things that, that it brings a great deal of honor to me 
that you listen to my podcast. I'm honored by that. All right, let's round out this uh, episode of uh, DT Madness with with some of the Google searches I've done lately. Um, I can't say all of these will be lighter. Some of these are a little bit heavy because some things have been going on. But um, the first one I got out there is Goucher. I think that's how you say it, Goucher College. I'm I'm going to be teaching an AP seminar. I've mentioned it um, maybe a couple of times on the podcast, but but I've got to go to an APSI, an Advanced Placement Summer Institute, to get my to get my certification to, to teach the course. And so I was looking at where these were going to be. There's one at Winston-Salem State, which is one that I will likely go to in late July. But there's one at Goucher College, which I was looking that up because it just happens to be in Baltimore. And the Trey Anastasio band just happens to be playing in Baltimore. But the weekend before, it just didn't quite work out. Number two is how does the sun work? And wow. I mean, I just was reading this article yesterday about how a big chunk of the sun broke off and then created this like sun tornado that had wind speeds of 60 miles per second. Apparently, sometimes chunks of the sun do break off. But this one was a really big one that has scientists baffled. But I just had a moment to myself reading that, like even just beginning to contemplate the sun at all something that we take so for granted. But if you really start to think about what's going on there, wow, it might send you for a loop to the point where I mentioned it to my class and they were supposed to be writing their uh, free response questions in AP government. And one of the students just busts out and says, how does the sun work anyway? Which led me down this path. And then uh, he couldn't he couldn't let it go and neither can I. Number three, TikTok. Time to start on your garden, baby. It's time to start on your garden, baby. Hey, you got to look it up. It's awesome. I hope to start a garden this time. Thomas Bailey, American pageant. If you ever took APUS, AP US history in high school, likely you read the American pageant or were supposed to. Um, Sydney's reading through that now. And this guy, he's just an old historian, you know, like an old school historian that, that likes to use, likes to turn the phrases. So he'll talk about the cancer in the bosom of the South or how there was uh, so much presidential timber in the woods or whatever. He'll just use all these different phrases and it makes Sydney do some eye rolling. I think she secretly does like it though. The Grammys, I was looking up who like had the most awards ever because, you know, Beyonce now does or whatever. And, and that was some wild stuff. I, I, I was, a, I didn't, I was a little bit underwhelmed with old Harry Styles. I've been underwhelmed with him really since he got over the jungle worm though, uh, in iCarly. So sorry if you like him, but, uh, you know, I need to listen to some more Kendrick Lamar. I actually enjoy the performance by bad bunny. Um, what else was good? The Brandy Carlisle was really good. The devil thing was wild, man. I'm just not, I don't know. Like it just wasn't art. I'm fine with pushing the limits and, all that. I mean, I think that's why I watched the Grammys to see some, you know, uh, what was her name? Um, oh, I can't remember. Not Cardi B way before that. Oh, I can't remember. Why can't I remember anyway, you know, or whatever, like the, I, I love it when they push the limits and make it art, but that wasn't art. It was just, I don't know. It was stupid. I didn't like it. Sam Smith was the guy that was him anyway. 
The next one is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's the governor of Arkansas, former press secretary for the former president. And she gave the Republican response to the State of the Union, the State of the Union, which seems to have been fairly well received by most of the country from President Biden. But if you haven't watched the 10, 15 minute response from Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think it's worth watching. I don't know where you come down on the political spectrum. I really am unaffiliated. Not uh, That's not just time to avoid anything. I'm not affiliated with either of these parties. But I think it's worth listening to that response because it is going to set the, it sets the field for, for the next campaign. And I think if you want to begin to understand where Republicans are coming from, if you're not one of them, I think she does a pretty good job. Um, it's interesting. She never mentions the president's name that she worked for, even though she does give a nice story about it. I looked up how many a, how many die a day from fentanyl because when President Biden mentioned it in his in his State of the Union, I think he said seventy thousand a year. Um, and many of the Republicans who want to make this a border issue, which it it certainly is, that's what Joe Biden was mentioning as well. They were saying that it's way more. So I, I wanted to look it up. Uh, Huckabee Sanders mentions it as well, and. This book I just read, Demon Copperfield, Demon Copperhead, um, by uh, Margaret Atwood. I mean, just, just wow, man! You should just read it. I looked up: Is a cricket ball harder than a baseball? And cricket scoring rules because Isaac discovered that we have the cricket all cricket all day channel on Spectrum. It's the very last possible channel, like twenty nine fourteen or something like that. I don't know. It's way down at the bottom. It's the very last one. And so we've been watching it. We've been watching cricket. I think my dad even got into it some. And it's wild. Like, I don't know that I fully have it understood, but I, it's a, it's a pretty fun game to watch at least for a little bit. It doesn't seem to, I I can't find the drama in it. You know, like I haven't found like if it's coming down to the wire, how that works yet. I'm sure it does. Um, but it's a, it's interesting. A cricket ball is harder than a baseball, by the way. I looked up Hexa stylus because I'm, uh, down at the Broad River at our Greenway board meeting, we were talking about um, uh, how we can't, we, we have to check into a, a controlled burn. Uh, we need to do a controlled burn because the fuel load is is too too much down there. And like if a fire gets going, then the fuel load is, will make the fire get out of control. By the way, fuel load, if that's not your band name, then it should be, or at least track one on your album which I guess could be a hard rock album or maybe just a smooth R&B, fuel load, holler. Um, but anyway, I'm still not really quite sure what Hexastylus is, and I know it's endangered. I looked at the pictures. I don't think I've seen it down there yet, but um, anyway. Um, I looked up if hawks, hawks sound like eagles, and they do, apparently. I looked up the Ash Conformity Study because I wanted to bring that to my students' attention. Um, I wanted to show them both sides of it, how a third of people would be willing to say that, you know, a one inch line is the same as a five inch line. I don't know if you can visualize that or not, but like if there's a, if there's a one inch line and a five inch line and you're having to compare it to a one inch line, a third of the people were willing to say that one inches was five inches just because everybody else did. And these are college people. Just because everybody else did, they were willing to do that. A third of the people, 
And so I wanted to show them the power of conformity. These are high school kids, so they're right in the middle of it. Although I told them I'm 45 and I'm still in the middle of it too. But I also wanted them to understand the flip side of that, that the number one the number one ingredient for bringing that 33% down, way down towards zero, was for one other person in the group to stand up and say the right answer. It's not easy to do, but if you are the one who steps up and and goes against the flow for what you believe to be real, then it provides the pathway for others to do so. I didn't look this up necessarily, but I do have this written down. It's called Ask the Question. And it's really what I want my students to do. If they don't understand something, they should ask the question. I told them that asking the question is education. It isn't about the answers, especially now. Look, a baseline of, of, of information is really, really helpful. A timeline of history in your head or your multiplication tables or a basic understanding of biology or whatever it is. But the answers aren't education because now you can just look it up so easy. You can, with, with the chat GPT and all this kind of stuff coming around. But it's about the question. It's about having the courage to ask the question. I, t- I told him, I was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody's going to make fun of you. They're going to call you stupid because you didn't know it. Okay, no, nobody wants that. It's not fun. But it's not like somebody's just going to come and punch you in the face because you didn't know you know, what hexastylus was. Asking the question, learning what the questions are, where the questions lead. I looked up best scratch remover for cars because I ordered some. And and so I guess I'm kind of uh, ruining the surprise here. Sarah's birthday's coming up and uh, she accidentally scraped a little bit of the van on the mailbox. Um, The mailbox was left open. And it's, uh, so it was, it was kind of hanging out, but it did get a nice little scratch on the side of the van, but I've, I've got a, a buffer and some whatever coming. Um, I don't know, remember which one, but whichever one they said was the best, I got it. And so we're going to fix that, fix that right up on the van. That'll be maybe present one of three for Sarah's birthday coming up, uh, four present one of four. How about that? Um, and I'll keep the other ones a surprise probably. I looked up Pop-Tarts pillowcase because Sam, my oldest boy, slipped uh, out of his bed. He stepped on a rolly chair and getting out of his bed for whatever reason. He, I think he still does that, but the rolly chair fell out from under him. He, he took a nosedive and hit a Pop-Tarts box, which probably saved him pretty good. But we did get him a Pop-Tarts pillowcase. It was beautiful. We gave it to him last weekend. I might have told you that already, but it's worth telling again. I looked up Super Bowl 2007 because last, uh, during Sydney's birthday, I, I mentioned that her her birth happened during that, and I couldn't remember who the teams were. And it was Peyton Manning's Indianapolis Colts that beat the Chicago Bears. Was that Jay Cutler's Chicago Bears? Man, now I'm going to have to look that up for next week. I looked up Everyday Market, which is our favorite place to go in Belmont, which Sydney says is bougie. Bougie Belmont. That's, of course, with a B-O-U-G-I-E. But the Everyday Market is a... Uh, it's not the best. It's they got really good coffee, but they've got the best chai. Sydney cannot take a sip at all without mm, mm, every single sip. It's like the ten out of ten, as the kids say. I looked up like wiry beards and how to 
best groom them and I'm really working on them. I'm trying to grow my beard out as long as I can. Like I've, it's just probably as long as it's been maybe ever, but uh, I'm going to keep trying to go. I'm, I'm definitely working through therapy, you know, over my jealousy of people like Matthew Martin and the ability that he has to just grow his beard out in like two days and it's just looking just right. Um, so I'm, I've tried the beard oil. I've got the beard balm now. I'm still, I'm still looking for the, for the right thing. Like is, is there's a leave-in conditioner, but I don't know. Is that the same as dry shampoo? Because we all know that's not real. I looked up Nag Champa candle. I'm just looking for the perfect candle. Like I've had some really good ones. I love for my room back here to smell like if you went into a store in Asheville, like a bead store or something like that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm about. And this one from Candio, um, it's a soy candle, Nag Champa. I got it. I feel kind of bad because I did leave a bad review because at first it just, it just burnt this hole down the middle like a crater. But then I guess the wick came, I don't know, it was like it was doubled over in there. And when it got pulled up, it, but it really does smell great. And so I need to go change my review in there. I got a refund for it as well. Um, but it's still kind of correcting itself. Hopefully it'll work out and then I'll go back and buy a bunch more from them because it's, it may be the one. I looked up Bad Daddies. We went to Bad Daddies for Sydney's birthday in Gastonia. They do that when they ride in the Burb and go to the tennis, uh, after tennis matches in Gastonia. Sam loves it. He and his friends can eat those cheeseburgers in like a minute. It's just ridiculous. Um, I, it wasn't like the best food ever. I got chicken tendies, um, like calabash style, lots of breading. The f sweet potato fries were good. I'm not really a burger guy. I haven't had red meat in over two years. I haven't had much pig either. I had a little tiny pig. That sounds bad. I've had a couple, a little bit of bacon. Um, but I tell you what we realized as we were sitting there, the five of us, is that it's the first time the five of us had gone out to a restaurant since, you know, before 2020, since before March of 2020. And that was wild. So not quite three years, but just about three years. You know, we've gone in different groups of couple people to restaurants and we, we get takeout all the time. It's not that we don't eat together, but at a restaurant sitting down, it was wild. I looked up F Scott Fitzgerald. I saw this really awesome quote from him. I don't think it comes from the Gatsby. It's, I think it's just a different one, but it's about starting over if you want to, and you're never too late to start over and live your life and all this kind of stuff. And I wanted to post it, but I, I wanted to look up F, F Scott Fitzgerald. And uh, to see if like he was a bad person that had been canceled or whatever before I put it out there. And that's too bad. I'm really thinking about this whole thing. I'm trying to work through this article in the Atlantic called La Woke is Me um, about how the French are dealing with, with the woke culture and the, the just overdone divisions I think that we've created in this culture. I mean, I don't know, man, $40,000. That's a pretty big fine for that guy. Anyway, I looked up days till January 12th, 2024, because we have reserved and put down our deposit already for our place in Shorewood, Fort Hilton Head 11, baby. That's right. We like to plan ahead. I looked up Fish Summer Tour because, of course, still waiting on those dates. Hopefully they're out soon. Just a couple more. How many linear feet are in a sheet of plywood? I have my roof done, and I know that I got two sheets of plywood for free if they needed to replace those. I think they had to replace one. 
but then they had to replace like 80 LF, 80 linear feet of one by six decking boards or something. And nobody will tell me like true roof hasn't told me if I'm going to have to pay for that. And I don't know, man, like I'm, pl I'm glad for them and they did me a good job and it looks great. And maybe when it all said and done, the bill won't be too much, but I wish they would let me know um, is all I'm saying. But I never really could figure out how many linear feet were in a sheet of plywood. I looked up best apple butter, best apple butter brand, say apple butter brand a bunch of times in a row. And uh, I like the clovey stuff, you know, like I want the, I think that's what I want. I think I want that. Um, but apple butter is just, mm, mm. I looked up secret wash cotton poplin shirt, y'all, because I finally did it. I ordered me a pink shirt from the J crew and, but I've got to drop about five or six LBs. I mean, I really ate a lot of cookies and I've been just pounding the blueberry scones, got all off my exercise routine over, uh, Christmas, really Christmas until now birthday seasons and all this so i bought the large even though right now i think it would be a little bit tight i've been having to go to my reserve shirts here but uh i'm back on the train so um i was gonna wait until i dropped the five lbs but but then you know j crew they they sent me a 40 percent off code and so i was like well seems like seems like a sign and then i uh just want to tell you about the chaos club something that we're that we're working on, hopefully, that I'm working on at the school. It's just this sense, man. There's just this sense of malaise. Is that the word, Jimmy Carter? Um, just like a little bit of a cloud. Just like the, the, you know, like the weather's been this year so far. Just cloudy and foggy. And we got a lot of chaos. We got construction in the building. We got construction outside the building. We've had roads closed here. We've had disturbances we've had people out sick and teachers out sick and 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 shortages of bus drivers and shortages of substitutes and just the the coming back in out of covid getting back in with these students who who did that for two years two and a half years and trying to get back to what education is and can be and just all of that kind of stuff and teachers are feeling it and administrators are feeling it and i asked the students just to make sure that it's not me or us like projecting that, but they feel it too. And so we want to start the chaos club, like, you know, just dropping people notes because we know about the facial feedback hypothesis. We know that a smile really can improve your day that even if you just crack a half smile and so dropping somebody a line, asking them a question, telling them a, a good corny dad joke or something like that. Um, finding out what people are into because you know, the chaos club comes from this. Yes, we have the chaos, but, but as the song Wave of Hope says, out of the chaos, a wave appears, a wave of hope. Out of the chaos, a wave appears. And of course, the chaos and the wave are not two. They're one. So yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll update you about the Chaos Club maybe in a couple of couple of weeks and, and see how it's going. But uh, that'll be that. Well, this episode of DT Madness Shadow Boxing has been brought to you by the Church of Six. I really couldn't do it without you. As much as I try. As much as I try to do it on my own. 
It's okay to be me. It's okay for you to be you. I'm glad about that. But I'm glad we're together here in the Church of Six. Brought to you by the Bucket of Life. Make your ripples. By the Foundation Tower of Stone, remembering all of those that came before us. How connected we are to them. By the Magic Rock. By the Wall of Belief. By the token of hope, this too shall pass. Nothing desperate, nothing divine is desperate. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.